Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast and your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Jeremy, here once again. Kerry is still unfortunately not uh, completely well enough to be on the show, uh, but that does mean I get to have another very special guest on the show again, uh, one Charlie Kerry from Checkpoint Gaming. Hi, Charlie. Hello, hello. Hi. Thank Hi. You. Thanks for having me, of course. finally. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, of course. Uh, we, we, we've had you in the chat before, and and, and uh, you, uh, you were actually one of the people that I reached out to last PAX when I had yes. ab- about yeah. <laughs> I had about three hours, or like not quite three hours, but I had like a very small amount of notice of like, hey, we've got like a podcast booth in the middle of the show floor on apparently yeah. the one day that literally everybody I know well like the one day and the one time that literally everybody I know um was busy and so mm-hmm. I, it didn't end up happening but we now do finally have you on the show uh thank you so much for being here it's 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 wonderful to yeah, have of course. you on. it's good to be here um did you want to give a quick uh introduction um about yourself and and uh, and maybe just like a story about a game that got you into doing uh what you do Interesting. Okay, so yeah, RF for Checkpoint Gaming. They're a queer outlet based here in Melbourne. We do a radio show every two hours on uh, 2 to 4 p.m. at Joy. Um, And yeah, look, that comes out every week as a podcast as well. We do a million kind of uh, website stuff, all that kind of uh, good stuff. I am probably the person that puts out like 10,000 reviews in a year. You probably see me do a lot of reviews. Um, Yeah, um, I don't really know about like a story that got me into writing. It's weird. It just kind of really happened. Like I... I was decent as Eng- in, at English when I was in high school and stuff like that. I never mm-hmm. really thought about critical writing, but then like, yeah, the quiet was literally just there for um, Checkpoint like four years ago, four and a half years ago. And they like were taking literally anyone. And I was like, this is really cool. I already listened to you guys on a join and I did. And it rules. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Like you, you put out uh, uh, an incredible oh. amount of reviews. Um I like to think that I have a pretty good grasp of understanding of like a, like a basic lay of the land of of most games that are coming out at the very mm-hmm. least. You review games that even I have never heard of, um, in in and that is so dramatically impressing. Um, yeah, imp- that's impressive. All, that's literally all. Um, uh, Elliot, he is like crazy good with finding just random indies like that. Yeah, and I'm obsessed because they're always the ones that surprise and are the most fun to do. Absolutely, absolutely awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We'll get uh, into the intro and then we can talk about the wonderful franchise that is Kingdom Hearts at the beginning. Hell yeah! Um, minimap, uh, the Minimap cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday, um, with 24 hours of early access given to all of our wonderful patrons. More on that later. Um, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell your friends and give the show a positive rating. Wherever you listen to your podcast, it makes a huge difference and only takes a few seconds. If you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, make sure to follow us on social media. We are at AU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for the live recording of the cast. We always hang out with the chat before and after the live recordings of the cast, and we'd love to see you there. We also wanted to say a big thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimapcast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pocket. To keep the lights and mics on, you can support us by becoming one of our patrons. For only $5 a month, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimapcast and some extra bonus features as well, like um, Kerry and I have been doing an uh, E3 live reaction um, series, um, which I which I do, I, I do need to post. I'm going to post one of those uh, this week, where we watch some old E3 videos from like a million years ago and just sort of like talk about that and how ridiculous some of those old conferences were and and stuff. Like we did one about Milo, um, not so live. Says Kerry in the chat. Yeah, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. All right. Um, for more on that, head over to patreon.com forward slash minimapau to help us out. And remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk, which only gets truer and truer as each day goes by, unfortunately. Um, cool. So before we jump into uh, a lot of what we've been playing recently, um, Charlie, over the past year <laughs> and a time, half, <laughs> let's, just, let's just get straight into it. For the yeah. past year and a half, you have started, you have embarked on a journey I have a a wonderful journey filled with uh, the lovely characters of the PlayStation One era Final Fantasy games and Disney characters of the 
50s through to the 90s. Um, you've been playing Kingdom Hearts. I have been playing Kingdom Hearts. Um, I have played something like, well, I don't know, like 12 games in the past year and a half. Um, I feel like my eyes are about to bleed through my skull, but yeah. I love this series. It rules. Nice, nice. Uh, l- let's let's start with, I guess, the obvious one. Um, what, why, why did you start? <laughs> it was. It would have been literally soon after Kingdom Hearts 4 was unveiled. Like, I'd always wanted to get into this series, and, like, right then and there when I saw that trailer, I was like, right, I want to finally do this. Cool. And then we did. And, yeah, like, I I don't really care much for Disney. I'm far from a Disney adult. Sure. But I just love all the original content stuff that's in these games. Um, I love all the Final Fantasy characters. Um, it's just so... It's just nice. Sometimes it's just nice to play a series that's just nice. It, 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 it both doubles as... as nice and like heart-wrenching at, at the mm-hmm. same time and it, it, it i think i i think it knows how to toe that line kerry would disagree with me but i i think it knows how to toe that line uh in a, in a at, at the very least a very fascinating way um so are you saying that you played uh the mainline game so kingdom hearts one and two you've mm-hmm. played birth by sleep Yes. And so there was one or two where um, we were like, oh, fuck it, we'll do a um, just a watch all the cutscenes yeah. deal, which is good enough. That was the card one, Chain of Memories. Yep. Yep. Chain where of I was memories. like, yep, I can't do this. Like, I love card games, but I can't do this. I completely um, agree. Yeah. yeah I, Literally, that... like, all the ones that you can get cutscenes of, we've watched cutscenes of. All the ones you can play, we've played. Cool. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I, that, that, that is where I was going with that. Because, yeah, I think going back to those games now, like the card game one, like, look, if you're really into some of those card games and you might like you might vibe with it or you might not there's kind of there's no real figuring mm. out if you are going to without just playing it um i didn't vibe with it and i i also just didn't finish it um and yeah like the old ds ones the um three five eight over two and recoded they're not great game play games no. um, especially recoded like the story of recoded and the gameplay of recoded which was the 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 f- first game after two, um, it is not it's not good, um, but three D, uh, sorry three D, um, three five eight over two, I think it's got a really cool story. So I'm I'm, yep. I'm glad you got to watch the the cutscenes of that. Um, how have you found playing those games now? How do they? How have you found playing them, knowing that you're just going from one to the next to the next to the next to the next? I'm pretty good. What helps is that I am playing with people that are like crazy fans for this and like can literally explain everything, even if I've asked them the same question probably like 10 times at this point. I'm like trying to remember everything. But um, yeah, look, it's really cool. I think the combat and gameplay in these games has aged exponentially well. It's just has some of the best combat like literally ever. So much so that like when I was really excited when I was reviewing um, Final Fantasy 16 and there was the very, um, uh, shot lock very much ability in 16. Yes. And I was like, yep, I love combat in combat and Kingdom Hearts and Molin. Yes, yes, right? Like I, I was, th- this was a discussion that, that Carrie and I had where like I remember when I got that that ability in Final Fantasy 16, I was like, oh, this is a Kingdom Hearts ability. Mm. And then I showed Karen and I was like, holy shit, this is a Kingdom Hearts ability. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think it's fascinating to watch the through line between, um, you know, Final Fantasy for a long time, having that turn base and the pseudo turn base as we get to 13 um, and like through 14, just through like regular MMO kind of combat. Mm. Then they remake seven and they're like, what if we made a full on like adaptation of, like this, this Kingdom Hearts combat that they've worked on for quite a while, with its own like you know the the ATB that they that they put in into Seven Remake, um, and now Sixteen is just like yeah we're just doing like real time character action games now. Um, I, I think it's really fascinating that they've yeah. that they've kept that through line as opposed to trying to rework um, turn based combat. So. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'm just really excited. We're in the middle of Kingdom Hearts 3, so we're really in the thick of things now. But um, How are you finding Kingdom Hearts 3? Good, good. Okay, um, right. It's it's really pretty and really cool. I, I've heard about how divisive it is by the end and how like the DLC fixes everything and kind of explains things, which maybe not fixes, but like, <laughs> a lot of the stuff was left for the DLC kind of like in 15. Yeah. Uh, so that's a bit of a downer, but yeah, I'm keen to see where it goes. 
Yeah, yeah. Th- I I really, really wanted to love three. Like, you know, I, I want to love, you know, every game that I can, but like, I really mm. wanted to love three. But like, because I've been playing them since, like, like basically on release um, mm. for a very long time. Um, not one, but like, like basically from two onwards, it was like a new game comes out. Like I was that schmuck who bought a console just to play a Kingdom Hearts game. Um, and so, yeah, when, when three came out, I got the, the fancy PS4 with all the cool designs on it and I played the game and I'm like, ah, it just, it just wasn't mm. what I wanted. However, I'm still buying them all. I'm still going to yep. play them all. It's one of those, Absolutely. one of those franchises that just, it has its hook in me that I will just never be able to break free and that's okay. That's all right. Um, what about four made you want to get into the series? <laughs> well, I've always wanted to get into this series. I feel like I played like bits and pieces of them when I was younger and like, you know, rent games when I was younger. But sure, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I was really in the mood for something cheesy and extra. And I knew how epic Kingdom Hearts was like in spite of everything. The game gets a lot of flack. Rightly sorry sometimes. Yeah, but um, yeah. It's just, it's at the same time, like they achieve so much in those games with just the sense of family and adventure that it just, it's hard to like make fun of it for too long at all. Yeah. And yeah, I'm falling in love. The, 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 there's a fascinating thing about three, which I I, I think is worth uh, um, talking about, which I've, I've spoken about the podcast, but it's been a while, um, which is the Kingdom Hearts 3 existing in a world where it like Disney is Disney in like 2019 mm-hmm. or 2020, mm-hmm. whenever that game came out. And you can suddenly see how, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 and Birth by Sleep and some of the other stories, they're all, like, you know, they're, they're doing Snow White and um, Mulan and The Lion King. and But, like, you know, the Cinderella, they're doing Beauty and the Beast, they're doing Sleeping Beauty, all that stuff. Um, and then suddenly Kingdom Hearts 3 comes around and it's like, what do we get? as Disney stuff in Kingdom Hearts 3, and it's suddenly Frozen, it's Big Hero 6, Big Hero 6, it's Toy Story, it's um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Mm. and 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 stories like that, those were the, those were like the Disney ones that they were pushing really hard, basically while the development of this game was going on, which is kind of fascinating that then the game took an additional four years to come out and suddenly those stories felt a little bit like not out of date, but they weren't the, the mainstream Disney properties Mm. that they were really pushing at that point. Um, And it also makes you look at sort of some of the picks that they'd picked in the past, like Tron, for example, which Mm. they picked well before legacy was coming out. Um, And like, I feel like if maybe if square went to Disney now and be like, Hey, we want to do, Tron, they probably go well, like I mean, if they weren't maybe making the new one, which apparently is in development. But like they would probably go like, no, <laughs> like what do yeah. you what do you want to use that for? Don't you want to use Frozen again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't you want to do a story on Frozen Two or mm. the that Elements movie that came out <laughs> or something? Right? Like, I, like Sora's I, gonna hang out with the elemental characters next. It's happening. Totally. Yeah. Like that can be the one where he learns all the magic. Right? Like that. That's fine. Um. Whereas, yeah, like it, it, it is funny to to look at at a at a series that I feel like realistically, if Square went to Disney now and were like, "Hey, we want to make a crossover between our Final Fantasy franchise and your all of Disney," they'd probably be like, "No, what are you doing?" Mm. the The fact that this franchise still exists is like at at the very least an achievement in like IP contract, but yeah. at the very most, like a weird like relic of a deal from 2001 which just simply would not exist now and yet they're still making more that's fascinating do you do you think the they're going to do the whole elephant in the room and do either marvel or star wars so i i don't think they'll do marvel i think that that just doesn't quite work okay so i can see them doing marvel if they did like a disney infinity style marvel thing mm. and and I, I wouldn't be like i wouldn't be super unhappy about that i think that's fine um, if they did Star Wars and they did like, like you know, Clone Wars or Bad Batch or something, I'd I'd be okay with that. But I also do know that um, Namura is a gigantic Star Wars nerd. He Mm-mm. loves Star Wars. That that's why he put Mark Hamill in Birth by Sleep and stuff. Like it was just because I want to meet Mark Hamill and I want to put him in something and work with him. And so he got him and made him one of the one of the main characters. Um, so I think that we will get Star Wars at some point. I want to say that there was leaked 
or not leaked, but like data mined assets from one of the games mm. that was okay. w- was a was a Star Wars Clone Wars level or something, but that didn't end up happening. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I have no clue. Like I, I don't know it's what I would thing. feel about that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so odd. Like they did parts of the Caribbean, so like they've done live action before, but it's yeah. just it's Star Wars is so specific. I could see them leaning more into the um, new kind of trilogy rather than like the older stuff. I don't know why. I just very much pick and picture Ray in Kingdom yeah. Hearts over um, Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. I also, of the same token, am seeing that they're kind of going more and more into Disney and less into the original content stuff. Like, you're not really getting Final Fantasy characters as much anymore, as recent as in 3, from what I understand. Yeah, so, it, like, this, this is not really spoilers, but in the entirety of the main story of 3, there are no Final Fantasy characters at all. There is absolutely zero. And they all show up in the DLC. Um, mm. but, but basically, it's just like a... They're just kind of NPCs that are there that you can talk to. They don't have any story, which is really out of character. Mm. Um, it felt really... It, it felt like they, they were glaringly missing, which which was which was very strange. Um I do wonder now, because since then they've remade Final Fantasy VII and made Final Fantasy sixteen. I do wonder if we get like Clive or Cloud again, or like I don't know. Like I, I still think that Lightning would realistically fit quite well mm. in in Kingdom Hearts. I think as 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 a protagonist, you can hang out with Akor and be a lesbian as well. Totally yeah. right. Give me that. Where's yeah. where's that? Namura, you coward. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that uh, I have no clue. Apparently, fucking the in Kingdom Hearts Four, Sora's in like the real world. He's in like real life Japan now. So like, who knows what the fuck we're gonna get? Um, and that's exciting. It's terrifying, but it's also exciting. Super exciting. Do you know really quick? And and if you don't, this will be a post show thing, I reckon. But do you, do you know much about Final Fantasy th- Versus Thirteen and Kingdom Hearts Four? And Kingdom Hearts no, Three. Okay, cool. No. I got a I got a thing to show you while we're in the post show because it is definitely <sighs> too too much for me to bring up right now. But it's it's dope. I promise. Um, awesome. How much did you have any any other Kingdom Hearts final final thoughts final mix? No, I think the I think the quote, um, "My friends and my power is metal as fuck and the coolest thing in a video game ever." Thank you. Um, I think that's cool. Um, um, yeah, I just think, like, as much as you can mock this game for, like, the very stilted dialogue of, like, someone saying something and then, like, five-second pause and then someone just going, yes, I think there's, like, just so many other cool things as well that, yeah, it's hard not to laugh. I, 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 I agree. Uh, you are correct. And mm-hmm. and thank you, finally, for speaking truth on this podcast. Um, I'm so brave. Uh, we, we, will, we will take no further questions on the matter. Um, so you've been playing... Remnant 2. Mm-hmm. T- tell me, how are you finding Remnant 2? I love Remnant 2. So I reviewed the first one back in 2019, Remnant from the Ashes, and it was literally probably like my third review ever or something like that. Yeah, and wow. It was like one of my first Souls-likes that I beat as well and really made me fall in love with the genre. So I was super gearing to get into this one, and I love it even more. I love that it does so many things that just make every other game in it of its ilk just feel like crap like to go back to or anything like that yeah wow. i like how just easily seamless cooperative players are like how easy it is to identify and work out builds and it's gorgeous you know there's a there's a world that like literally looks like yarnum from bloodborne and i just am obsessed with that hello um, i'm i'm awake yeah <laughs> what yeah. it feels very like greatest hits of like souls like games which is i guess kind of a knock against it sometimes like just very just like oh this looks very much like this game it looks like that but doesn't matter because it's done so well. Um, yeah, I gave this game a nine at checkpoint, and I loved it. Awesome, cool. So, is, is it funny reviewing a game like when you first started, and then suddenly getting given the sequel to one of the first games you've ever reviewed? Does it make you feel like it is a, like yeah. an elder now? <laughs> it does. It does, and it was really nice. It was really nice in that regard because yeah, I feel like a lot more. Um, um, expertise in those games. I haven't like done every single from software game, but I've done like Bloodborne, Elden Ring, and you know, I did my toes and everything else. But um, 
yeah, so it was nice to kind of retroactively go back and play this like game that's just bigger and better in literally every single way. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. How how's the like? Are, are there are there a lot of major? Because like I I've not played either of them. I own mm. I own Remnant One, but I've I've never actually launched it, and and I haven't played two. Um, what what are some of the, like the 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 major differences between the two games? So builds are a lot more clearer. I went for what, like you get like different perks and abilities. They're called archetypes, and you can put two of them together when you get later in the game. But um, I started with this like build where you literally just have this dog with you and they can be used as like a meat shield or they can be used to revive you. So that's very, very handy. Right. So not, not like later, a small dog, like a, like a big like, no, attack dog. No, it's like dog. a German okay. shepherd. Yeah, yeah. cool. So cool, it's cool, like cool. an attack dog. Yeah, it's not just, it'd be cool if it was a little travel. Like, that'd yeah, be, that'd that, that would also be cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like you mix and match that. And then later I had this very much as medic ability. So I was just super... Um, super expertise in healing and being like an all-rounder and i love that there's just so many different ways you can pick apart this game and you know mod your weapons in different ways and i'm obsessed yeah right so like is I, I, first, first of all first of all does the does the dog have a name so i'm, I'm gonna stay on the dog a little bit does, i don't know yeah? i don't think so yeah right it's been a. I can't remember. God, now I'm googling Remnant Two Dog. Look, I, I I, like, there, there were so many like and like. Look, I get that Twitter account did numbers for like a very mm-hmm. long time, so I understand the 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 everybody being like you know a uh-huh. note, note from a producer. Would you mind putting a dog in so we can get on this account that is that, mm. that is obviously doing numbers? So now suddenly every game has a dog. Every every game and their dog has a dog now, um, which is just absolutely uh, <laughs> great. Like it's good. I love it. Like don't get me wrong. Toggle in sixteen, great, lovely mm. bits. How However, I now forget how many fucking dogs there are, and so names don't they don't stick in unless there's something. No, they don't mean anything. No. Yeah. So, so Re- Remnant Two has the the dog is nameless, or it can it be? It seems it is nameless. It is yes, nameless. Yeah. Okay. Well, it can be whatever. I guess you you want to call it. Absolutely. Um, did you have like a specific build that that really like um, really spoke to you immediately in that game, or do you sort of did you try a bunch and then just sort of? make your way through the game through that or was there oh, one that like, yeah, very very aoe stuff it felt very like on kind of the genre but i was doing a lot of ones that were just crowd control so i found this a gun that literally was just like a disc shooter it would bounce around and kill like groups of enemies and stuff like that really really handy on like ads in um kind of boss encounters mm-hmm. which is the other really cool thing about this game a lot of the fights a lot of the boss encounters are super gimmicky which i always love in games like that when they do that yeah right um, rather than just like anime swordsman or something sure, like that yeah. it's so much more interesting um so yeah uh just stuff like that uh messing around in that regards was probably my favorite do they, do they have like uh, like are the boss encounters are they like set piece encounters or like like by gimmick like do you mean like that they are like what, what do you mean by gimmick i guess there's, some that are, there's literally a pretty decent mix of both you always you have your gigantic ones um that are just dominating the whole arena and you've got to dodge aoe's stuff like that um but then there's literally this one that i am still obsessed with where you are in this labyrinth and it is like there's just walls everywhere in this maze and up above you is different like floating cubes that you need to shoot and damage and and it depletes the health the problem is on the ground level with you in the cave are these rolling cubes that are rolling towards you okay. so you have to avoid those right shoot weak points in those cubes so you can duck into the hole uh-huh. when it flips over on top of you and crazy shit like that and it's 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 so hard to explain, but yeah. it just rules so much. Yeah, it it, it 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 feels like you're describing a um a boss from uh what's that uh Returnal a little bit, but like mm. like Returnal kind of R- Returnal, but also like Tears of the Kingdom in the same way where they yeah. have like gigantic shape bosses a lot of the time. Yeah, um, so there's that, so there's this yeah these giant cubes, and you literally just have to try and stay alive, and then it's an instant kill if you get hit by one of them. So oh, it takes like dozens and dozens of tries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So there's stuff like that. And then there's, you know, um, the other thing is I don't think it goes as deep in um, melee build as it sometimes suggests. You okay. definitely can. Um, you always have a melee weapon, but like it solves with the guns. That's what everyone says. And that's 100% what it is because um, there's a lot of flying bosses that just you can't get in, in, in a month's on. But yeah, it's worth it. Like I think they're really cool set pieces where you're just, you know, in space and dodging through like AOEs and shit like that. Um, yeah. Awesome, cool. So if if 
would you recommend this game to people who have not played the first one or should I? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I right. think 100% you can just jump in on this one fine. Like story doesn't matter like at all as always with these games. And <laughs> yeah, this this game has so much more cooler fights. It's better polished, um, I think. Yeah, you could see the rough edges with the first game for sure, but you can just see how they've expanded their budget tenfold for this and it is just fucking cool. Oh, cool, <laughs> awesome. Well, is is there any other any other remnant two thoughts or any 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 six stories you wanna you wanna bring or or is that sort of it for remnant two? Do you reckon? No, that's it. This game rules. I want more people to play it. Um, okay. I am thinking about it a lot, and I've been busy with other reviews, but I just <laughs> want to get back to it and do other runs because there's so much more like meta stuff. The whole point of you just doing runs where it's randomly generated is really exciting because you are missing shit, like you're missing quests and stuff that you just wouldn't see otherwise. And that's really forgiving that you can re-roll them because, you know, you can't do that in from software games. If you just miss like some arbitrary item or something like that, you can just easily do it again in this game. And I love that. It just wants you to have as much fun as possible. Yeah, actually, that, 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 that's, a, that's a good point. How does, how does the story progress? Like, it, it, does the story progress across runs or is every single run the same story and you just take different routes? Or is there sort yeah, of, is, same, like, is there a same, meta over it or, or not as There much? is a meta over it and there's the, same, there's the same story, but you basically just have to, um, yeah, sometimes you'll meet like a council in one biome and then you won't meet that council in another one. And that's just an optional quest with extra non-main fights. Um, and yeah, so you get a lot of kind of random boss encounters in that regards as well. Um, yeah, and I just really like that you can't see everything in one place. Normally, I hate that in games, but yeah. when it feels this good, like, I really don't care. Like, I just love to be able to go again, 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 again. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Game rules. Game, game rules? Is game rules. Lingering in your, in your head a little bit post, post finishing it? Yeah, for sure. Nice. Cool. I, I, I fucking love it when games do that. Um, uh-huh. Awesome, cool. Well, uh, we'll throw it to the break for now. Um, and then after that, we'll talk a little bit about um, Sekiro, um, mm-hmm. a little bit about Baldur's Gate 3 um, and some more stuff. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Mineral Cast. I am here still with Charlie. Um, we are still talking about video games. Um now, just before we uh, went to the break, uh, you spoke about your time in Remnant 2 and spoke about mm-hmm. how uh, you have dipped your toes and played some um, FromSoft games, dipped your toes in all of them, played some of them. Recently, you've been playing Sekiro. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to know how that's been going for you. It's DDR Dark Souls. I love it. Yeah. Um, um, this game rules. It really feels good. Just It's a satisfying parry. I really didn't think it would be. Yeah. Because, like, the forever, I really wanted to play it, but just for years being like, oh, a game where I actually have to block. Not a fan of that. I love Bloodborne. I love not blocking. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, but I am obsessed. I am like 15 hours in or so and a couple of bosses down. And it's kicking my ass a lot, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, as someone who is, like, I, I've I so in 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 the FromSoft like group of games, I've mm. beaten Dark Souls one. I gave up on Dark Souls two because I didn't like it. Um, I love Bloodborne. I really like Demon Souls. Beat Bloodborne and Demon Souls, and beat Sekiro. And I'm currently going through Elden Ring again properly. Um, and wow. I'm, I'm 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 planning on beating that. Um, uh, Sekiro is so special. Um, mm. it, it feels unlike the rest of them in it, in it, in its own way. You know, it, it's it, like, it, it, it had a jump button. Um, but it also is so, it is so like rhythmic and so it, it's, it's Laser like, focused. It's, yeah. very, it's not an RPG. Like there's, there's a little no. bit of leveling up you can do, but yeah, yeah, it's just go out. Good luck. You don't mod your character or anything. You don't like create RPG worlds or yeah, the, anything. The, there's just, no build. Yeah. It's just different moves. What moves do you want to get? Um, you're not mm. really building to any any specific like um, specs or anything, mm. and certain bosses will give you a thing to make you a bit stronger or or give you a bit more health. But like overall, it's like you are just there to block attacks and counter attacks, and it realistically never gets a hold. Um, it, it and it's got such a wonderful world that feels unlike the rest of FromSoft's um, uh, like portfolio. Mm. Um, how long did it take you to like 
to break in like to, to break your FromSoft mold of how you play those games to changing up your style of play for Sekiro because it took me mm. quite a while. <laughs> Not too long. I think I'm really advantaged with I played most of um oh we're long early this year and, right um, yeah. another game that feels really good to parry um so that definitely helps for sure and i was still in that mindset um Fair yeah enough. so i was pretty in the thick of things um one of my friends was watching me play the other night and um i am someone that basically just spams block um and then they were like watching me and they were so annoyed that i <laughs> incidentally found out that there's a guy that does like six like swings at you in one go yep I really found that out because I was a spamming block anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, that fight took me so long and you did it in your first try. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love that I can just play on defensive even though I hate blocking. I just don't yeah, know what right. it is about this game, but it just is just seeping into me and I love it. Like, the, like look, uh, so many FromSoft games, they are like a cut above that Like, I totally understand that you can hate a mechanic in in mm. most video games and then suddenly FromSoft gives it a red hot crack and yeah. suddenly it's one of the like the the best feelings in video games um like i remember like when when minimap first started at Sekiro came out a little bit after it and and it was it was the first article i wrote for the website was about how like i i finally cracked that game a little bit which mm. was which was funny because realistically i i, I don't think i did I wrote an article talking about my experience about how I finally like I had finally had my moment in that game and it was awesome, but like I didn't, I got like maybe halfway, like w- by the time I'd like finished that article and I didn't go back until, uh, two years ago now I think um when I finally finally beat it, and it felt so different by the time I got through those games. The FromSoft games have got a really wonderful. Um, trick that they manage to pull every single time, and I and I and I love falling for it every single time. Which is, the world feels um, so so dangerous for such mm. a long time in those games, and then by the time you get to the end of one of them, and you just sort of jump back in immediately, like oh Stick yeah, like, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I know how to do this. I like this is in my like I can do this in my fucking sleep suddenly, yeah. and it feels like like a really excellent power trip that the only other time I can think of having a power trip that is that strong is when I'm playing like the new Doom games. Mm. It gives me the same feelings of like, yeah, like I've got speed, I've got momentum, I've got the ability to overcome what is happening and like enjoy every second of it. Um, also just like that they're not shy about letting you sometimes get off some cheap ones. You know, sometimes you can literally just get like one fatal blow on like a two kind of health gauge enemy and then just makes your life easier. I love that. Totally. Like the, the, the ability to stealth attack and take out half of some bosses, like total HP and the game saying like, yeah, you can do that if you want, um, is, is, is really, um, it, it, it's freeing, but also it, it makes you feel like that, the, the game knows its strength and it knows mm. that if you like you can actually take out the entirety of if you could take out a boss that has two health bars if you could take out one of them you can take out both like mm. there's no reason that you, you wouldn't be able to do both if you can do one of them because if you can block one attack you can block them all and the game repeatedly tells you that in a way that is so cool because it makes you go like oh i need to just do this a little bit better but gives you the space to 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 learn that and to and to yeah to I'm get better at that. I'm definitely feeling that with the like if I can take one health gauge, I can take another. Until I've gotten up to Genichiro and um, he's in that second phase up. Yeah. Supposed to health bars. Yes. Yeah. The, um, the, the, those are the ones. Time. Um, I got up to that last night and I've given it a couple of goes, but doable for sure. But um, yeah. Yeah. That 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 boss rules. It, it it really does. I'm so excited for you to. Th- th- there's a mechanic that gets taught to you um after that fight. That is one of the like hypest things I've ever felt in <laughs> video games. And they give you this like not like a sandbox, but they give you plenty of opportunity to learn this new mechanic mm. that they give you. And suddenly I just want nothing more than to be to be able to use this mechanic on every enemy. It is it is so awesome. I'm so excited for you to get to that point. Um Yeah. This game rules. I think like most games of this genre, I really, really love just learning to fight the kind of big beast guys. And yep. then I hate the guys that are just quick and have swords as well. And yeah. suck and are frustrating. And, <laughs> uh, 
Like, the drunkard is so fun to learn, but then I love Junichiro as well, but he's a dick. Like, he fucking sucks. He's he's (laughs) such a dick. And the... He's so... He's so good to wail on though, because mm. like, because you 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 absolutely fucking hate him, and so when you mm. get to actually take him on, it's it feels it feels really good. It's it it's awesome. Yeah, there's some shit in that game I know that I um have been spoiled for, like the 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 whole ape fight. I know about that, and yeah. I'm excited to get to that. But um, yeah, this game rules. I just um cannot stop thinking about it all the time lately. Haven't even touched Baldur's Gate. I don't know why. Bloody <laughs> Baldur's Gate is out, and I'm like, I'll play Sekiro. The um. The victory lap that you will be able to do when you finish that game is watch mm. the um, speed run um, that happened a, a couple of years ago now, or maybe it was last year, um, where the it, it was it was at one of the games done quicks where the the runner played the entirety of that game uh, blindfolded. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and that includes you know all of just the regular platforming and and the mm. the the grapple hooking across you know giant ravines and taking on the the serpent and all that and Kanichiro you know doing it completely based on sound cues and it was just a, an absolute it was it was an absolutely incredible thing to behold I I I I do not understand how someone figured out that they can do this and I am amazed that they have. That they can beat that game blindfolded faster than I I can do it. Like it is, it is just incredible. It is such a cathartic watch. Um, so you definitely have that to look forward to after the. That fight sounds as beautiful. Well. It's, yeah, it's I'm a little awesome. terrified. Like just with like some of the very very late fights. Um, I know I'm gonna get mastering to me, but look, I can probably do it. I've been in a couple of these games now. You you, you totally can, because like like once you once you get over like the first couple hu- like hunches, uh, like the couple humps of some of the the more intense, like like Madam Butterfly mm. and Kenichiro and like one or two others um snake eyes kind of pisses me the hell off as well that um, was a really hard the swamp zone, i hate that area <laughs> <laughs> that area did my fucking like mm. that did my head in that was that was actually where i stopped um the first mm. time i played it because i got up to that fight and by the time i beat it i was like i need to just i need a break <laughs> and then and i did and i didn't go back so uh, it, keep the momentum like you'll get mm. there in the end I, I i promise you will um but yeah awesome well, uh, did, did, did you have more on Sekiro? Sorry, no, no, yeah. just cool, 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 bloody game. Um, tell me about Baldur's Gate because um, I need to know. It it's it, it's so good. Um, so I've, I've I've been playing more over the past week. I I am I'm coming up to what I believe is is the final um, the final part of the first act. I mm-hmm. think um, which is deeper than most games I've ever played and mm. still so incredible that every NPC I speak to has got their own bit of personality and flair and, and dialogue and it's, and it's all spoken and I can talk to anyone I want and they will tell me more information about themselves, a little bit about the world, where they're from, all of that stuff. I, I cannot believe how deep that game is. Um, and like I was, I was talking because uh, we had um, uh, David from Kotaku on last week, and we were talking about how that the the game feels like one of the best D and D campaigns that mm. I've never been a part of, um, in in a in 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 a great way. It is it is so truly, um, just just so impressive um, how much of the game is is just about bringing you into this world more and giving you what you want when you want it via like you know uh, uh, and, and a, a story that is happening that is not even a quest that you get given but just some information about like some characters who are maybe displaced in the world and they can't decide if they want to leave this area or go back somewhere else and risk getting attacked by bandits or monsters or something and and they've all got their own way of dealing with things it's 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 so impressive um so i there's a there's a couple things that I'm like now aiming for. Um, I, I've sort of started to hone in some of my direction. I'm not just exploring everywhere and talking to everybody and getting overwhelmed with information and stuff. I'm now I'm honing it in. I've got my my quest that I'm that I'm trying to follow. Um, one of the last ones that I that I believe I need to do um, for this act is I need to take out um, a bunch of uh, a bunch of goblins that are in a, in a stronghold. Mm. Um, I've kind of accidentally fucked up this area a little bit already. <laughs> Um, by pretending to be their friend for a very long time and then um, being quite close, like like uh, 
because my, my main character is is I'm pretty to be Kendall Roy from Succession, so I'm a bard with, yeah. a, a bard with charisma and nothing else. Um, because Kendall Roy sure has no strength or intelligence. <laughs> um, so I'm just lying and 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 you know trying to encourage everybody to do whatever I want all the time. Um, so I tried to convince this 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 goblin uh, lady to to take the parasite out of my brain. Mm-hmm. And she tried to betray me, and and so I, I I killed her, and and then I snuck out the back. Um, but then I have two more like chieftains of this goblin village that I mm. need to defeat that are back in this area that I've already set off major alarm bells everywhere. <laughs> and so I tried I tried to have a big fight where where I just sort of like stormed it, like I, I I got all my got my whole party up, full health, full everything, stormed the castle, and I made it halfway in like I, I took out half of the health of the first one that I tried of the first chieftain I tried to fight and then my party got wiped um slowly my party slowly got taken out one by one and I'm I'm like and then suddenly I'm limping and I'm like I'll get you up but I know if I get this character up then the character who got the character up is going to go down and so then the character I've just got up their next turn is just going to be I guess picking up them and then it's and I'm just it it was a nightmare it was a mess <laughs> So I left for a while and I explored this other area and I accidentally majorly fucked up another quest line, oh. like royally, like accidentally took the side of the clear villain because I just didn't, I just didn't know who to trust. And I definitely- I love, I love an RPG that lets you eat shit. I think that's oh, like one of the best parts of RPGs. It is, it is relentless. <laughs> um, but in a way that it's great, right? Like I don't want to get the perfect ending. I want to get my ending, which is mm. I'm going to fuck up a lot of this stuff. And it's just as good as getting it right in terms of mm. telling a story to people that I'm at work with or, you know, talking to friends and stuff who are also play in the game. They're like, how do you do this quest? I'm like, well, I, I trusted the evil hag who kidnapped everybody by mistake. And and by the time I saved her from what I thought were just bandits trying to rob an old lady, she was like, thank you, dearie, and then teleported away. And I went, oh, well, I've clearly made a mistake mm-hmm. um, and accidentally killed a potential party member because... I again trusted the wrong. P- anyway, I'm um, very Kendall Roy. Very, very, very Kendall Roy. Motivational speaker, getting everyone killed. Yep, yep, to- yep, yep, yep. Exactly right. Yep. Are you an Asterian enjoyer like everyone else in the world? I am. I am not. I hate that guy. Ex- really? E- except, except he did finally confide to me that he is a vampire, and uh-huh. I, 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 I called him a shithead for it. But then I was also like, <laughs> yeah, but you can still stick around. Like we still need people. Um, I know the second I play that game, I'm gonna let him take a little nibble, take a little bite. He's allowed to. Like I, I thought, I thought about it, but I, but I didn't know. Like I, I don't know if I wanted Kendall to be a vampire just yet, but mm. but I, I, I hope I'll be able to say actually, like you know, like take a bite. Like I, I don't mind if <laughs> if I can do it later on the, down the track. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I then bumped into this this other like other more friendly goblin village, which which was good and. Um, I bumped into like, <laughs> like I bumped into like a couple having sex by mistake, like very. In- oh, I have heard about this. V- yeah. Very intently and uh, very intensely, and they were like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And so I rolled a I rolled a bard check, and was like, "Oh, I'm writing a story, writing a writing a play about like." intimacy and stuff or whatever and they bought that enough that they just they didn't attack me which was good because they were like 10 times the size of me um (laughs) and then managed to convince a bunch of other trolls that like hey like i know where you can like because they were like we're gonna eat you and i'm like nah no you're not how about i find you some other people to eat and they're like okay so i now have a horn to blow whenever i want three trolls so i'm gonna go back to this castle very soon and say hey you know how you rinsed me really easily. What if I blow this horn and three trolls show up? Um, it's a it's a ridiculous video game. It is an utterly ridiculous video game. I um I, I met the squirrel. I don't know if you've seen online the squirrel. The same squirrel that um drops the nut when um the bear and the is that the same squirrel? I, I, you, know, I, you know about the bear sex in this. Oh game. yeah, yes, yes, yes. I do know about that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, no, no. This <laughs> is. Red- I believe okay, a different a squirrel. Squirrel character. I see. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I met a squirrel. I was just wandering through an area, and and uh, like I, I spoke to a squirrel, because you can do that. Except I don't have like I don't have the ability to talk to animals in this mm. game. I didn't give Kendall Roy this ability. So, 
he was just like, hello, squirrel. And the squirrel ran up and bit his leg. <laughs> and so there was two options, which was like, you know, ignore the squirrel or kick the squirrel. And uh-huh. I was streaming to one of my friends at the time. And I was like, well, Kendall Roy would probably kick the squirrel. Probably kick the shit out of that squirrel. Yeah. And I, I rolled in at 20 um, by mistake. <laughs> I not, not by mistake, but I rolled in at 20. And I kicked the squirrel into a rock and it blew the fuck up. <laughs> it it just exploded because of the crit that I that I had rolled by mistake. And me and my friend were both like, oh, like we were laughing, but also like shocked, like upset laughing. It was one of the funniest things that I've ever done in a video game. Mm. Um, I can't believe that I'm still only in the first act. I I have seen people who have got who've done forty hours in the first act and still have not finished the first act. My partner's been playing it too. She is just in the third act now. See how many hours my partner has, but it's something like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I think she's at like better part of a hundred hours at this point already. Wow. And like she might not even yeah. be at Baldur's Gate, which is apparently a place in this game. There's, there's a location called Baldur's Gate. Uh, she's done 103 hours. There you go. Wow. Jesus Holy cow. I'm going to tell her that. She's going to feel good about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently you can go there. I don't know. I don't know anyone who's been to Baldur's Gate because I think it's just further into this game than, than, than most people right. have gone. But like, yeah, it is, it, it is unreal. I, I don't know how much more I'm going to play of my current, um, Kendall Roy story. Really? Okay. Like, like it's good and fun, but I think I need to find one that I can, I can, I like, I just, I just don't think I really enjoy playing a bard that much. Mm. There's a lot of like, it's, 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 it's more of a support character, um, which is fine and fun, but I just don't super gel with that as much. I might, I might think of another terrible, um, uh, character from a TV show that I can role play in that game. Maybe like, Maybe like Saul Goodman, although he's a bit mm. more he's a bit more body as well. Um, yeah, Alex in the chat's telling me self insert. I, I I don't mm. I so rarely play myself in video games because me neither. I always make up characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like or use a silly one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I I like to to sort of find a groove that I can sit in, and then it, I find it easier. Like I don't get decision decision paralysis when I when I'm playing a specific type of character because then I can just. Like, what would they do at this moment? Whereas, mm. whereas whatever I would do is like, yeah, like probably like neutral good, which is kind of boring. Um, so, so yeah, it's, what a fucking game. <laughs> I need to get to this thing because it is so, so bloody huge. And like, I feel like if I don't get to it soon, I'm not going to get to it because there's so much coming out. Starfield's out in a couple of weeks. I just need to sit down and get this done like as soon as possible. And it, it's one of those games as well where it's like, it, 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 it just, like they managed to allow you to be in these long sittings and I don't feel like I've, you know, sometimes you like play a long sitting of a game and you kind of come out of me. Like, I feel like I kind of wasted some time and like, maybe I didn't really get as much out of it as I could have if I did something a bit more focused or whatever. Everything in this game has a certain level of um, production value, definitely, but also um, importance to uh, whoever you are talking to. Um, there are still things that are more important in the plot than others, um, like the parasite that's in everybody's brains, for example, probably the most important thing in the game. But you're doing all these other stories that also feel really important, but it doesn't have that awkwardness of um, you've got side quests where you're getting bread for someone while also the world is about to end. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like that. I think because the story is, pro- it, like, it, it is it is dramatically personal in the sense that it's about your party's persons. Um, so you're not doing this end of the world plot. Like there, there is, you know, an invading force and stuff, but it's not like that part is in the dire part. The dire part is if you don't hurry up and do some of this, then eventually like you'll probably be taken out. But they also balance those stakes in a really, um, really intelligent and really balanced way that I, I don't feel like I'm doing unimportant side missions or story beats when I like, I I don't have that feeling of, I really need to get on with the main story because everything feels put together and placed. Do you like this more than tears of the kingdom at this point? Oh, don't ask me that. It's like apples and origins, but like, yeah, I I don't think anyone expect, like I knew this game was going to be good, but I don't think I or anyone expected it to be like, 
gimme the year contender good that like everyone would be talking about it nonstop. But it seems like that. Right. Like I, I've never played a Baldur's Gate before. And the only like CRPG that I've really played and got into was Disco Elysium, um, which is just a different game, like vibe wise and tonally and all that stuff, even though it's still a, a dice RPG. Also, did you know that CRPG just stands for computer RPG? Yeah. What if, uh, I remember learning that a while ago, though, and just being like, oh, it's literally that simple. But um, what, yeah. a, what a dumb... I thought it was complex for the longest time, um, but uh, then, yeah. What a dumb name for a genre. <laughs> like, it's just computer RPG. Like, so is Skyrim. Like, anyway. Yeah, um, uh, yeah look, if between this and Tears of the Kingdom, like, I think... Like, I, Tears of the Kingdom is, is fascinating for me, especially because I didn't like Breath of the Wild until 2023. Mm. Um, and I do really like Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's wonderful. And I think I overall enjoy that game more than Breath of the Wild. Like, but, like, Baldur's Gate 3 is really good. And I think that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to give me... Uh, not that this makes it better, but it is going to give me a level of replayability. And, like, and like I'll be able to play and get into, like, a mold in that game more than I can in Tears of the Kingdom. Um it, it's it's got a it's got a tone, it's got a vibe, and it's got a space for me to sit in that perfectly. And it will fill in every gap that I would have ever wanted to to have been filled in. Um which is just incredible considering that I've never played a Baldur's Gate before this year and suddenly I'm like, fuck, is this my game of the year? Yeah, it looks like it rules. I've only I've dipped my toes into Divinity a little bit as well. Um, like you, I feel like my probably only proper CRPG is Disco Elysium. But um, yeah, like I um, it is it is so cool just where Larian is at that they are getting right? this much love and acclaim. It really they really definitely deserve it. Totally, totally. Like like they they they've been doing you know like realistically they they've been doing this type of game really well for a very long time, mm. and it is good that they now finally have this this mega hit that is, you know, the, the second highest rated game on Metacritic on PC of all time. One of the highest, one of the most played games on Steam at the moment mm. um, and of all time. Um, and it is being spoken about in the mainstream that they have never seen before. Um, and this is in a year where like Diablo 4 just came out and this mm. is the game that everyone's saying, yeah. No this, one's talking about Diablo anymore, yeah. This is the one. This is the one for everybody to play. Um, so that's, that, that, that's really impressive and, and, and so happy for them that they're finally getting, um, some success there. Um, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot for not checking this out. Like I just, <laughs> I, I made a character, but I'm already not sold on them. So I think I will start again. I want to make like a hot demon lady before nice. I made, um, oh, one of the, one of the lizard like ones, I uh, forgot the name, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to make a hot demon lady and um, get the hell into this game because I know I love it. Fuck yeah, yeah, it, and it's like, look, the game will be there when you're ready for it. Like, it's mm. not, it's not going anywhere. And once you're there, like, you'll be there for a while. So, like, mm. you can't help but savor it. Is 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 one of the things about it, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, and and finally, um, I've just just very briefly, I'm I'm still playing uh, Elden Ring. I started it again two and a half weeks ago after not playing it since launch. So what what motivated that? Uh, I know the DLC is coming out soon, right? Like you know, with it within twelve months, I, mm. I I I'm assuming. Um, and uh, th- there's a there's there's a YouTube channel from like uh, XIGN UK uh, people uh, started a YouTube channel called RKG. Um, and they go through a lot of the Souls games, um, and they go through it in a way that is really approachable, I think, for everybody, where, like, there's three of them, one of them who plays, one of them who does the lore and the story, and the other one that's basically there for, for jokes and good times. Um, but they get really, like, they, uh, allow me to appreciate the story in the FromSoft games that I don't often get when I play, because I don't always read item descriptions or I don't always know where to go to do the next stage in a random NPC's quest line, which mm. maybe I played the entirety of Bloodborne without understanding that there were any NPCs other than like one of them I met because I just happened to not go it's that way. way like it is obtuse as hell. It's yeah. so obtuse, right? But um, so, so they, they can take me through those games in ways that like I get the highs of them beating some of those bosses for the first time. And also 
the the highs that I've missed of actually how cool some of these stories are. So mm. they've just started doing Elden Ring, um, and they're doing like an episode a week, which Elden Ring is fucking huge. And so I am impatient. So I started it up, and I'm like, well, I'll read the item descriptions myself, and I'll follow a guide and do all these NPC quests that I did myself. Um, so I've been following so have some you, guides. Did you, you didn't beat it when it came out? Because no. you said since launch, you did not play much. Uh, I, I played quite a lot, but I, I didn't beat it. I got to the capital, mm-hmm. um, and okay. I, uh, I sort of, I, I got, I got a little bit lost in terms mm-hmm. of like, like my build changed a few times because I respect a couple times and I sort of lost where my focus was, where I was putting some, like some of my points. And then I, I was sort of getting stuck between, do I want to do like strength or do I want to do magic or like, what do I want to do? Then I sort of hit about three bosses that each gated my progress in three areas that I was going through and I just couldn't crack any of them. Mm. And so I just kind of like lost enough momentum that like some other games came out and then I I went back to it less until I didn't go back to it at all. Mm. Until now where I just like, I restarted. I was like, fuck it, let, let's go from the beginning, start from the top, do a bunch of story quests um, so that I'm following every NPC um, as I go. So I'm doing... All of them, and the, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to some of the points where I'm gonna have to start making decisions in some of them. Mm. Um, but like I've, I've just beaten, um, I like I've just finished um, Caria Manor, um, so I've done, oh, yeah. I've done the entirety of of like the east. Um, sorry, no, I've done the entirety of the west. I, I'm, I'm, now that I've done that, I'm gonna head over to Kaled and do the the festival, um, and and fight Radan again. Um, doing it with a guide. I think I think I enjoy it more with a guide, um, like exploring that world. Like like I t- I took a day of leave from work um, to to play Elden Ring, where I was like, fuck it, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play this game all day and and explore and be in that world, uh, be in that world at the same time everybody else is exploring this. And it was really wonderful doing that, and you know, finding out where dumb things are and finding the jokes and and getting dumb pieces of armor at the same time as everyone else and. And ex- like experimenting wildly with builds um, while everyone else is doing that was really incredible. But I but I I get a different type of um, sensation from that than I do when I'm uh, going through with a guide and someone is telling me exactly where to go so I can get the most out of realistically what, what the game wants to show me. Yeah, that's what helped Bloodborne finally click to me, and that was like yep. the very first one that I that beat of the bunch in. Yes. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. A guide is just cool, even if it's not like you like adhering to it that much, but just like it's up on the side whenever you need it, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, like, and and I think the 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 guides that really work for me, which is funny because the, the Bloodborne guide I did was a hundred percent guide, and I did like mm. I did like ninety five percent of that game. The only thing that I haven't finished is the Chalice Dungeons, um, but like doing a guide which is like that sort of breaks it down into like areas where it's like, okay, if you're in this area, you could do any of these things now. And then you'll sort of bottleneck at a boss again. That'll sort of then change part of the world. And then here's a bunch of more things that you can do and pick and choose. I think those do, uh, those work the best for me. Um, and has allowed me to get like a greater appreciation of some of those, some of the, um, like not evolved because that that means that what it was prior was not quite as good. But like the 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 different story tech storytelling techniques that FromSoft are um, like deploying in this game, um, I I find I find really interesting because like while they are um, you know it's the same type of you know meet an NPC and they'll they'll talk to you a bunch and then and you won't get any quest markers or any like you know here's where to go but like you'll meet them again somewhere else and you'll pick up their quest line there in this it's a bit it's it's a bit more directed mm. and the 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 npcs are a bit more um they're a bit more like actors in this where like they are like you're meeting them in places and then uh summoning them and then post a fight with them um uh, as an ally they will then be there where you would have summoned them, which they haven't really done that as much in the previous ones. They're kind of just like in another spot and then just in another spot. And sometimes it's near a bonfire and sometimes it's not. Um, so I, I think that this has worked a bit better in terms of actually m- making them feel like characters that are doing things in the world, um, which I have enjoyed quite a lot more, I think. 
Um, as well as it, it also like like I'm I'm for the first time in my life like reading item descriptions, and so I'm I'm actually getting a sense of this world in a way that you just don't if you don't read those. Um, which it's a shame for people who miss them, like me up until now, because some of it's fucking cool. Um, yeah. So did you did you finish Elden Ring? I did. Um, I got about three quarters through that game, and I was kind of running out of steam. Like I beat it probably in about eighty hours. So I yeah, haven't wow. done like a lot of. There's a lot of stuff I actually haven't done, and I just like in the last quarter really mainlined it. I like I haven't even done Millennia, sure. but I kind of don't want to because I kind of just don't feel like being that type of pissed off. That's fair. Not quite <laughs> the type of fight I like. Yeah, um, right. There's some fights at the end there that were just like fucking infuriating. Yeah. But, um, yeah, good game, good game. Um, a little too long for my liking there. Yeah, like that, that's that's sort of what what I what I heard. Um, like as a as just the general consensus that like yeah, it, mm. it, it, it's a bit long in the tooth towards the end. Um, and I know Melania has a she has an insta kill attack. Mm. Um, whereas like in in Bloodborne, for example, did you beat the DLC? No, one thing I haven't done in Bloodborne is the DLC. Th- that DLC is really cool. Um, while I haven't fought Melania, I I don't think that she's harder than the final one of Bloodborne, the final boss of the Bloodborne mm. DLC. Um, because that fight took me, like, like I remember when I did that fight, I had an entire sitting, which was like five hours, where I did nothing but just fight the final boss uh. in the Bloodborne DLC until I got it. Um, which was, like, I yelled when I did it. It was great. <laughs> I, was, I was thrilled. But also, holy shit, that boss took me five hours because I just had uh. to keep bashing my head against it until I got it right. Um, but yeah, like, and like, look, going back to Elden Ring, I, I sort of forgot how fucking good that game looks. Mm-hmm. It's art style. I mean, like, they're all great, but like this one in particular, it's so fucking striking at moments. There are so many times where I'm just looking over like, like a vista or even just at the giant Erd tree or whatever. And it's just so strongly directed with its, with its art. I just, mm. it's, it's wonderful to be inside of that world um bloody gorgeous game yeah so cool awesome well is there anything else that you that you, that you wanted to bring up or or no everyone should play remnant 2 that's that is all i will bring up that everyone ever should play remnant 2 Sh- should i play it uh in uh conversation of game of the year or I don't think it's going to be, like, up there. It's probably, like, my fourth or fifth favorite game of the year this year. Like, it's really, really bloody cool, but it's not like a... You need to play this to make a decision, for sure. No. Sure. It's not like a it's not like a sleeper hit that people aren't going to talk about, which is, like, actually really dope, like a Norco or, like, an Umarangi or a Nuremberg. but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite that, that level, no. Okay. Uh, before you go, do mm-hmm. you have... Uh, well, 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 firstly, what is your current game of the year? If you if you are willing to j- divulge such information or even make that call so soon, I think it's Tears of the Kingdom. Um, okay. Like you, I liked Breath of the Wild. Fine, I guess you didn't like it, but I, I liked Breath of the Wild. Fine. I literally didn't play Breath of the Wild until the start of this year. Well, like like um, n- neither, which is the first. Well, sorry, yeah. no, like uh, sorry, I I, I I I played it a fair bit leading up, like, like over years. But mm. I, I didn't like it until this year, and this year I definitely do like it now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I'm I'm on the same. I like tried it so many times, and I just was bouncing off. It felt a little aimless for ages. But um, Tears of the Kingdom, just the way it fosters experimentation, um, is just so freaking cool. Yeah, I guess it would probably be that. There's some other games that I think are more special than Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but I think just in scope and everything, I think it's still Tears of the Kingdom for me, yeah. Fair enough. And and is there... Uh, let, let's just put Baldur's Gate aside. Um, is, mm-hmm. is there... Uh, what's your most anticipated game for the rest of the year? Ooh, shit. Um... Knowing that we have, like... <laughs> You know, there's like six or seven like major AAA releases and an abundance of smaller indie games that are coming out. This year is Alan so Wake stacked. Two. Alan Wake 2 is up there for me, about really excited for. Uh, Hell yeah. Sea of Stars as well is another one that I'm just like, yeah. I know I love that game and I want to sit down with that. Um, Thirsty Studios as well. I just, um, I've been really, really keen. I really like that studio. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Thirsty Studios is this really cute, quirky looking RPG that's coming up. Um, I think the big ones have kind of come out for me. Um, and yeah, but there's still just some heavy hitters like 
nonstop. And there's stuff I'm still finding out about. There's games that like I didn't even know were like remotely close to being ready because they were announced like a month or two ago. And there's like one coming out this week called On Guard, which is like this like kind of like Souls like as a pirate. And I'm like, holy shit, I want to play stuff like that. Um, that I'm cool. chatting in games. There's so much. Yeah. Right. Nice. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Cool. Well. Charlie, thank you so much for coming on. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, thank you so much. It's 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 so good to have have more people on, and it's been like it's been it's been a long time coming having you on. So I'm I'm, mm. I'm glad you were finally able to to yeah, come on. And it, also, thank you again for coming on. As I asked you at like three hours, or like a bit longer now, but it was like five hours ago. I'm like, hey, mm. what are you doing tonight? Like, that's fine. Carrie no, can't good. make it. Awesome. Um, that does bring us to the end of the Minimap cast for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to listen to the next week's episode where uh, we... I'm just going to not bother trying to uh, guess what I'm going to talk about next week because, like, Carrie might still be ill or I don't know if I'm going to get this thing that I've been trying to uh, bring up into the show ready for next week because I've spoken about it for two months now, but we'll see how we go. Uh, the best way to make sure you don't miss out um, on next week's episode is to follow us on all of our socials, which is at MinimapAU. You can follow us individually too. Uh, I, you can find me on Twitter and all the other social medias um, at obi one Jez. Uh, Charlie, where can they follow you on social? Largely Blue Sky. Um, I haven't been using like a crazy amount, but like in place of Twitter, that's what I've been using. So that's at Trends Undertale on Blue Sky. Cool. And you can follow uh, Kerry on Blue Sky at KJ Palmer, I think is the one that he got, which is hilariously different to every other one of his social media handles. So he managed to get a brand new one for Blue Sky. We don't um, need consistency, not. What's a branding? Um, uh, you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else Minimap uh, related, including the Minidisc podcast and um, some other cool stuff that's on there as well. Uh, for those that for those of you that are live um, with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post show. And for those of you listening later, make sure to give us those oh-so-tasty five-star ratings. It really helps out a lot. And consider joining us next week for the live show. It's a wonderful time. Lastly, you can support us on Patreon. If you want to help us keep the lights on, you can do that by heading over to patreon.com forward slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimapcast, as well as some more benefits, all while helping us out greatly. Uh, thank you again, Charlie, for coming on. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. Um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.